Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Friday, September 21st. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right, all right. Unfortunately, today it is Dos Compadres again. However, Ken will be back next episode. We promise. Ken has something special planned, so we're very excited for that. So hang in there until then. However, Gray, how are you and what have you been listening to this week? Yeah, no, I'm doing excellent. You know, a little saddened that Ken couldn't make it. Uh, he, he was originally planned to be on, but yeah, things kind of came up to where he couldn't. So uh, we're missing him, uh, and we're hoping he's having a good time. Uh, I've been listening to, so, uh, you know, it's been a light year for LOL, and, you know, I think they've had one release, <laughs> and they finally dropped their second release this week. So I, I've been listening to Raise Me Up. Actually, that dropped yesterday. Uh, I've been listening to it, uh, which is really good. I really liked it. Uh, uh, also dropped this week was, uh, Ayumu Imazu's, uh, Run For You single, uh, which just, you know, I, I really liked him. Uh, uh, and, uh, I know we covered him for music corner a few months ago and I, I'm really looking for, I know the roundup sometime in the near future. And he's one of the artists I'm really looking forward to cause I, I really, he was a Ken pick, but I, I've really kind of liked everything that he's put out and I've had a lot of fun listening to that. So that was been really good. All I ever wanted featuring Gulf Conowit by Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe is fantastic. And I have been loving this. It, it's, it's funny. We're going to talk a lot about Exile Tribes this week, <laughs> but this is one group we're not going to be talking about, but I, I do. I like this. This is really good. This is a very interesting style by them. It, it's a little different than what they typically do. It kind of takes me back to like their early days in a weird way, but I, I really like the way this was done. Uh, just, it sounds so good. The rap in it works so well and it just comes together really good. Three House and Flower Far released a wonderful song called You and I that is just, just this lovely ballad and I've been really enjoying that. It's really good. Old Music Corner Alumni 3-1989 has dropped their latest single. Utakata Dilemma, which features another <laughs> Music Corner alumni, Sukisha. And this is fantastic. This is really good. So 31989 is really known for capturing like that 80s vibe, that 80s sound, and kind of putting like a modern, you know, modernizing the 80s sound, if, if you could kind of envision it that way. And this song is a little different from them. This is definitely, you, know, you can tell like Sukisha had his hands in this one. This definitely leans a little bit more into R&B slash soul. And it's so good. It is so good. I absolutely love this. And I have been having an absolute blast with it. Highly recommend it. It's just been an absolute blast. So Uta Kata Dilemma, just, I, I can't recommend it enough. It, it, it's... It's actually climbing into like my top five songs of the year, honestly, because I just really have enjoyed this release. Lastly, this is the last song I'll talk about, is Shock by Jung Kun Suk. This is his latest release, and I really liked it. So this is a bit more of a pop tune, which 
you know, he's always kind of flirted. You know, I, I would always kind of categorize him as a pop artist anyways. Uh, this is kind of more of a pop rock sound a little bit. And I, I did. I, I really like Shock. It's really good. And uh, I just had a lot of fun with it overall. Uh, it was uh, quite a lot of fun. Uh, but Luna, what have you been listening to? So I've had a variety of new items that I've been listening to or new music, I should say, mainly because there's been some great stats, some great things that have actually dropped recently. So Otsuka I dropped her latest EP called Marble, and I was stoked. So I recently watched Otsuka I's Love Jam Tour, which is phenomenal. If you get a chance, please watch it. Absolutely amazing. And it really made me go back because I I was like, well, what I know this guy should be releasing something soon. Let me see if it's out. And of course it was. And the title track is The Minor Neck Kiss. And it is fantastic. But that's not like the best song on the album. I love Goodbye Solba, Magenta, Tokyo Spiral, I Was a Girl. The whole EP is great. It's seven songs. I highly recommend checking it out. It literally just dropped this earlier this month, but that's one of the mini albums I have just been, EPs I've been listening to constantly. I also checked out Yayoi Diamond's new song featuring Youth of Roots called Perfect Love, and I've been waiting for her to drop another chill-ish reggae track, and this is the reggae I was looking for. I mean, you're looking at the artist she's featuring, Youth of Roots who is a reggae reggae artist himself and perfect love just fits that vibe that I was really going for. And I absolutely love that. I also was going back to Nissy's rendezvous because it's such a cute song and I love Nissy and another artist who dropped a new album that I was very excited about is Miss Uja. And I absolutely love Miss Ucha. And I had been listening to all the digital tracks she dropped leading up to it. And Dessert, True, 40, Paradise, Sky. I mean, this whole album is great. It's entitled 40. I know I touched on it a little bit last podcast, but I do highly, highly recommend it. And then Chanmina has released some snippets of her new track. So I've been checking out the the all the teasers for it it's called b-list and it's super catchy and i freaking love it and i'm so excited for this to drop that's one of the big ones on my list that i'm waiting for i also something that's i mean it's not really j-pop but i did want to mention it because she did touch in the industry at one time was eily so she's a Korean artist, but she has an album called I'm Loving Amy, and it's in all English, and it's pretty much her Amy album, but in all English. And those of you who don't know, she is actually from the United States, and that album is really good. I just absolutely love the lyrics, and that's really what's pulled me into it. I also went back to listening to Nack Vane just because I was in this big mood lately and I love their song Chronic. It is so good. Touch. I mean, their whole Nack EP is phenomenal and I highly recommend checking that out in general. Such a great way to start off music. 
I've also been still listening to a lot of summer tracks in one of my summer playlists as well. So there's that. And I've been going back to some oldies, such as some Ayumi Hamazaki. So one of the things I listened to was her Ayuro mix, which came out, whew, I want to say like late 90s, early 2000s. And I love it. I just love the super Eurobeat vibe to it. I mean, it's literally like super Eurobeat of all her tracks. That one has just been a treat to listen, re-listen to again. Also going back to Millet's 5am album that came out last month. And my God, is it good? I mean, like this, this album as a whole. I like that Millet actually did switch it up in some of her tracks. And I love the lyrics. I just love everything about it. I don't even know what to tell you to start with because the album as a whole is great. I still think some of my favorite songs leading up to it are Always You. That's one of the top ones I have. I also finally listened to Koi Kogade with Millet Man with a Mission, which I really liked. Um, her track Noel in July is also really good. So I got a new winter song now, even though it could be played in winter and summer. And then Bonnie Pink dropped her a new album and this she has not released an album in ages. And I know I've talked about this as well. Still listening to Infinity. Absolutely phenomenal. I mean, Hanabi Delight, Irish Coffee, Takara Sagashi, Like a Tattoo. I mean, I love this album. I cannot wait to pick up a copy. I also have been listening to I Don't Like Monday's Runaway album. Summer Ghost is still one of my favorite summer tracks. Strawberry Night is phenomenal. Conversation, Sin City. I I just absolutely cannot say enough about I Don't Like Mondays. They are one of my favorite groups that I like to watch. Also, please check out our interview we did with them. They are a group that when we got a chance to interview them, I have never been so happy because Lemonade is one of my favorite songs of all time. And just being able to do that was phenomenal. And also to promote their new album, Runaway, it is worth it. It is so good. Beautiful Chaos is another track that I highly, highly recommend off their new album. So there's been so many good releases this month. I just cannot say enough. And I'm honestly excited to see what else is going to drop this year. So... But that's that's what I've been listening to. So it's a lot. I do apologize. It took me a little while to get through my big list. Uh, no need to apologize. It's always awesome to hear what you've been listening to. So, All right. So with that, we are going to dive into the Oricon this week. But there is one little thing so that I kind of wanted to bring up before we dive in. And I know we really wanted to hear Ken's thought on everything that happened with Johnny's and that we discussed last po- last month. And I actually feel like a lot has developed since then because we were wondering, we were, wanted to watch and see what happens. But there are a lot of Johnny's artists that recently lost their contract, not contracts, but they lost their sponsors. So I we've been seeing a lot of big companies cutting ties with Johnny's because they don't believe them just switching, you know, just them letting go Johnny's knee, Johnny Kitagawa's knees and the new president is enough, especially someone who has been with the agency for so long and really has that seniority. So a lot of the sponsors are just saying, hey, this is not enough for everything that happened and everything he did. And 
I'm I'm kind of I'm watching it right now to see what unfolds, but I there was a chance in the back of my mind that I thought, you know, some of the sponsors could drop them or they could just sweep it under the rug and let it go. But it looks like there's a good chunk starting to just end their sponsorship and and this means like commercials, magazines, um, talk shows. Like there's a lot of things Johnny's, you know, the, these these Johnny's Juniors group get sponsors for. And just kind of seeing a lot of those end, that really does affect, you know, it can affect their sales. It can affect the members. I just wanted to bring that up because we're going to dive into the Oricon and we are going to see, we might see some Johnny's artists on there. But that was something I just wanted to bring up especially keeping up with the news lately and all this developing all right so we're just gonna dive into the oricon and the at number 10 we have anosa ia uh ia by ngt48 so gray being our resident idol fan what did you think anosa ia betsuni you know anosa ia betsuni is it's all right. Uh, you know, NGT48 is one of those groups that I, I don't even remember the last time we talked about them on the show or the last time they had a release. It, it's been a minute. And, uh, you know, it was kind of nice to remind to be reminded that this group's still around, that they're still out there. At the same time, Anosa Ia Betsuni is all right. You know, I don't think this is an egregiously bad song or anything like that. It's competently done, but it's very much girl idol group stuff. And I'm like, it's all right. I don't think it's, like I said, I don't think it's particularly bad and and stuff. But I, I just, I don't know. I wasn't wowed by it. And I would have liked to have, I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, what the, you know, what, what the goal for the 48 groups are now, stuff like that. Cause it's like, you know, they just haven't really been what they used to be. And that, that's kind of sad. Uh, and I think this is kind of a small reminder of that, but, but, you know, you know, it's nice to see them around, you know, they, did good enough to hit number 10 for the month. So, you know, I, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, hopefully it'll, you know, it won't be that long before we see them again and, you know, they can show us what they have to offer. But overall, yeah, this is their first release for the year. So, you know, I, you know, I think they stood out due to the month in which that they released because you'll notice a trend as the show continues. But uh, I don't, you know, had they released in, another month or something like that, I think they would have just faded uh, into obscurity. And that, that's kind of just where I'm at with the song. What did you think, Luna? So I had similar things. I mean, I honestly felt like Anosa Iabetsuni. It was, it was very generic, very girl idol. I knew what I was getting as soon as I heard it. I did. I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was good. It just feels like one of those songs for me that was just kind of there, and I I didn't ha- feel any real connection with it, and I think that was one of my my biggest issues because you know a lot of tracks you really want to feel a 
connection to and enjoy and with Anosa Betsuni, I just didn't feel that. I mean, I thought it was all right. It was cute. And I thought their harmonies were okay, but it just wasn't anything for me. I mean, I also thought the B-sides were okay, like Bukuwamo, Shonendewa. But at the same time, it still just was very forgettable, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I will say... Uh, I do think the B-sides are a bit stronger. And, you know, that's typically the case with these uh, idol groups. Uh, you know, the the you know the, le- the second, third, and fourth track t- tend to be a bit stronger. And I do think the best track on here is Boku Wamo uh, Sh- Shon En Dewa Nekunata, uh, which is the second track. I think that one is by far the strongest track on here. I do agree with you, Luna. Uh, but you know, it's like I always said, it's like, you know, I, it, I, it always kind of stinks that, you know, the best songs on here are not the first track. I, you know, I feel like, you know, they should always leave with their best foot forward and, and, you know, you're not leading with your best foot forward. If your best song is, you know, two or three tracks into the, into the release, like that's just, I also you know, feel, always a bit I feel like it's also perception and an aspect as well. What we might think is the best track might not be what the producers or who created this track is the best or, you know, lead track wise, or even people who buy the songs. Like I, I could easily see someone thinking the first track is better than the B sides, but I know we for ourselves always enjoy the B sides more. So in that, I kind of feel like it's perception but it could be they also thought that first track would obviously sell more than the other ones, too. Um, I know we're not per- music producers, so I don't exactly fully understand how they choose some of those. But it would be interesting just to see how they come up with that order. I, so my understanding, just from what I know from Nogizaka, and it may not translate by all means, but from my understanding from like Nogizaka 46 is like the lead track is like the big track where all with all the girls and then your your b-sides are are subgroups uh you know there'll be like two or three of the girls or they'll you know they'll be just smaller teams uh and not the big not the full yes yes you are correct and that's probably the other reason why we always enjoy the b-sides more because we prefer these subgroups versus the group as a whole which is in the main track well yeah and, and you know I love vocal harmony and, you know, listen, you know, like hearing the voice, you know, the girls together, but there comes a point to where you you start losing it because there's just so many of them. And when you have, you know, 48 members in a group, it's just like, you know, you know, it, I think they do a good job by all means, but you know, it's, you know, the thing that attracts me to the music gets lost. Uh, and in the shuffle because there's just so many of them at that point and you know it yeah, it's just one of those things uh and stuff but yes very true and with that anosa iabetsni by ngt48 sold a total of 60,551 copies or points All right, and moving on to number nine, we have Amakun by Colorful Diamond. And hearing this, Gray, 
I know you were probably super ecstatic. So what did you think of Amakun by Colorful Diamond? I think I found a new boy idol group is what I think. I knew it. I knew it. As soon as I heard this, I'm like, the scream's gray and he's going to love it. I just know it. It, it, I think it's my track of the week. Like I, I, I'm like, it's like the more I hear it, just the more I like it. I, I, I like Amakun. It, it's so good. There's a charm to it. Uh, the guys just knock it out uh, of the park. I mean, this whole release is really good. I thought Mirai Diamond and Baby Shiny Ray were good too. But I, yeah, was, I don't know. But Amakun is the catchiest of them. Uh, it is just this nice upbeat belt melody that they sing that just I don't know it brings a smile to 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 my heart every time I hear it and I I I've had a blast with this uh, I, it'll be on repeat in the coming weeks uh, this will easily be a go to of mine uh, you will probably see this on some on some lists coming up soon. <laughs> Because uh, I I do I, I really like this uh, I'm not familiar with Colorful Diamond I I I don't know I I think this might be their first release it is uh, it's their first release and um, so I think they they really got off to a good start and you know there there's plenty of you know, that can get worse it could get better they, they, there's a lot of room for improvement. But I will say this is a good first impression to, to leave. And uh, I I have just been, like I said, every time I hear it, I like it more, uh, which isn't a good sign. Uh, usually it's not a good sign for the song because I'm going to hear a lot. Because, uh, yeah, I'm a Kuhn, man. It's just, oh, my gosh. It's just, it hit me right where I needed it to uh, and stuff because it's, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, this put a smile on my face. So I, I, I've been, I've been enjoying it. Uh, now I, I will say, uh, and I usually try to do this disclaimer when I really, really like a boy group or something like that, or a boy auto group. Uh, I will say now, I, I don't know if I would recommend this group. Like if you're not into boy idol groups, I don't know if I'd recommend them or not. Maybe is a is a solid maybe, but I don't think they're reinventing the wheel. I don't think they're doing anything super new or unique. I just think that they're really nailing the basics and the fundamentals. Which for a first release, that might be what's most important is you know nailing down the fundamentals and just you know setting the, the bar, and then you know you can go from from there. So I think this. Is, does what it does, you know, what a first release needs to do. Uh, just, it hits all the notes. Uh, and I, I've, I've had a blast with it. <laughs> so, uh, Colorful Diamond, I'm on the lookout for you. And I am eagerly anticipating your next release whenever that comes, which I'm excited for. Uh, what did you think, Luna? I, I know you're not the biggest boy group fan. So, I, I'm, I'm curious if there's a, in, anything in here that you found enjoyable. I mean, I thought it was okay. I I thought they had some good vocals. Honestly, it's not for me. This definitely isn't my style of music. But I can see where others who have a who have a similar style to you, Gray, would definitely appreciate Colorful Diamond. I mean, I actually thought Amakun was a solid way to start off 
start off as a first single, I mean, it was, like I said, great vocals, decent composition, just not my 100% thing. But I'm really glad for them that they were able to chart, and I am looking forward to see what they'll do in the future. Yeah, no, uh, you know the the ability to hit the monthly chart for a debuting boy idol group is is pretty in, you know pretty impressive, uh, and you know I, I imagine you know word word of mouth I, I can imagine these guys picking up some good word of mouth so hopefully you know they start developing a good fan base they definitely got one over here in the states. <laughs> All right, so with that, Amakune by Colorful Diamond sold a total of sixty three thousand seven hundred and forty nine points. And moving on to number eight with Sweet Rain by Wolf Hell Harmony from Exile Tribe. And Gray, you being the resident Exile Tribe person, I feel like literally this Oricon had to have been made for you this week at the way we're going. What did you think of Sweet Rain? Yeah, no, uh, it, that, that was the impression I got too when I saw it because, uh, you, you know... I, I will say I like how eight, seven, and six fell. Like I am not gonna lie, like that that kind of put a smile on my face. Who would have Who would have figured it would land just like this? I guess we know which one is the most popular by 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 this data. So, uh, "Sweet Rain" by Wolf Howl Harmony. It, I mean, it's a solid song. I, I like it. Uh, it's not my favorite of the Exile Tribes that we'll be talking about this week, but I think it's a solid number two. I, honestly, I, I like it pretty well. It's got a good beat to it and a good hook. Uh, the guys sound really good. It, it's got a like this nice thumping sound. I, it works. It's 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 a nice dance number, uh, uh, and not like the bumping grind dance, but you know, just kind of like a regular pop dance sort of thing, and. I, I did. I, I really liked uh, "Sweet Rain." I think it's just a really good track overall. Uh, I'm interested to see how Wolf Hell Harmony progresses, and I will say the one thing about this is due to where they released, uh, you, you know, and it, this criticism falls for a few of you know the next two as well. Uh, I do wish like they would have make like. Like I said, I like this a lot, but I wish they would have mixed it up a little bit more or something like that because, I mean, they're in severe danger of getting lost in the shuffle. Uh, and the most popular of the group is the most distinctive of them. For better or worse, it is the most distinctive and it sold the most. So, uh, you know, I like what I heard from Wolf Howl Harmony. I, I, as a Exile Tribe fan, I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on them uh, because... You know, it's what I do, but I, I mean, the Exile Tribes, man, it, it, like, the, it's getting harder and harder to keep up with them because, I mean, there's so many of them at this point. But I'll do what I can. Uh, and so, you know, Wolf Howl Harmony, like I said, it's solid track. I think they did a good release, you know, for this release. I thought it was good. It's a very good debut for a group. It's a good job of, you know, putting their stamp on something. Love Red is the B track of this, and it's not too bad as well. It's a solid follow-up to Sweet Rain. So, you know, if you want to check out an idol group, uh, I think, you know, 
there's there's worse groups you could pick or they're not an idol group they're they're just a boy group but uh still like you know there's worse you could pick this is a great re great release and i'm glad that they were able to hit the charts at number eight. Oh, what did you think luna so i thought it was okay i mean i i like that it sounded different and it wasn't pop and lock like a lot of the other ex like some of the other exile tribe <laughs> Um, I think it was a, a decent start for a new release. I I do, I think my only issue is with all these Exile Tribe groups coming out at the same time, it's extremely difficult to sound different than the rest sometimes. You got to have this own unique spin to really outdo each other. And I think Wolf Hall Harmony did try but it's still a little difficult to make some of the distinction. And we're going to talk about some of the other ones shortly. But I I do think they they tried with Sweet Rain. I think it's a nice track. I would like to hear more from them because I do see the potential. And I I also feel like when you have... All these exile tribe groups coming out at the same time, it is extremely difficult to set that standard. And I like that you can hear them all at once. You know, this is like a big thing. They're all coming out together. But at the same time, I feel like each one is trying to do their own unique thing. But even though it may seem unique in some aspects and other aspects, it isn't. So I think the distinguishing thing for me was a little difficult, but I did enjoy what I heard. And at this point, I do want to see what more they'll do. I I didn't like the song enough to actually hit the plus sign, but I thought it was all right. And, you know, a, a decent debut for them. I, I will say, Luna, you make a good point. And like, if you stack the next, you know, this and the other two songs that we're going to talk about in the next three uh, you know, you would have a hard time distinguishing that they're that the, you know they're different groups. Uh, you, you know, like like there's there's a little difference in the sound, but it's not monumental. Uh, and it, it you are in danger of bleeding together. And I'm really, I'm really wondering what was behind the decision of debuting these these three groups so close together. It, it's it's really interesting. Yes, it is. And I I think at this point, I would love to see what more they're going to do in the future. And I'm looking forward to just keeping an eye out for them. All right. So, so with that, Sweet Rain by Wolf Hall, Wolf Hall Harmony from Exile Tribe sold a total of 71,349 points. And moving on, and actually I should say copies, not points. I do apologize. And moving on up to the next, we have Wheelie by Kid Phenomenon from Exile Tribe. And Gray, I'll let you dive into this one because I know the, this is really your bread and butter right here. We know how much you love that Exile Tribe, so. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're, no, I, I, like I said, you know, I'm an Exile Tribe fan. Uh, Willie, uh, so of the three, I think this is my favorite. Uh, it stands out. Uh, quite a bit from from the others in, in some ways. Uh, it, it just has a unique sound to it. I, I don't know. Uh, I like it. Now, uh, I think this is a little different from what you would, you know, tradition, like 
the pop and lock stuff that's pretty popular. But, you know, I, I like this. This is a good blend of, like, kind of rap, kind of vocals. It, like, it's a good blend of the two. And I don't know. Like I said, it worked. It, it's it's phenomenal. It worked out that way. Uh, pun intended. So, I, I, I liked it quite a lot. Of, like I said, of the three, this is probably my favorite now, I think long run, I think I might like Wolf Hell Harmony more. Because uh, I the the there's more about Wolf Hell Harmony's setup that I like. But I just think Willie is the stronger release of the two. Uh, I, I, I like the song. And, uh, we'll, you know, we'll wait and see how, how things shake out. You know, hopefully the next time they drop a release... It's not going to be the same month as Wolf Hell Harmony or the next group because, oh man, they need to stagger it out. I mean, you know, if they could get to where like like there's one a month, that that would be ideal because then you know you, you you wouldn't be competing for the same market share, which I think is partially what hurt this these groups is you know it, you know the people that are going to buy. Wolf Hell Harmony are the same people that's going to be buying Kip Phenomenon from Exile Drop. Now, Kip Phenomenon. Now, Kip Phenomenon did sell better. Willie did sell quite a lot better, actually. But it, you know, I still think you know you're eating into market share. And there's some people out there they can only afford one, and so they're going to pick. Uh, and that's why you probably have like the differential, even though a lot of them's the same. Or you know, you might have fans that are like, "Well, I'll get this one, this one, and miss out on this one." and stuff so you know hopefully they'll stagger it out but uh you know like i said willie by kip phenomenon i like it it's it's got a good hook to it like you know you listen to it and your head bobs and i i do i like it so uh, what did you think luna so i mean i liked willie i i think it was a fun track and I'm very uh, the name Kid Phenomenon is just a very interesting name to be honest so but like I said with this I mean these all do run together so yes can you hear the difference yeah I mean yes you can hear the difference in each of the exile tribe groups but the thing is for a lot of these it's not like a big difference to the point you could easily get them mixed up unfortunately Especially with all these new groups, but I think each of what they each bring to the table, I'm very, very glad for. But at the same time, it's just, and in, in some aspect, I, 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 I kind of wish if they didn't release at the same time. But it's also a great way to hear them all in a row. So I'm very in, indifferential on this. I mean, I thought, like with Sweet Rain, I thought Wheelie was alright. I might be my favorite track out of the Exiled Tribe groups that released, or at least so far. I, just like with Wolf Hall Harmony, I'm very curious what Kid Phenomenon will do in the future and just see where they're going to go style-wise and what they're going to do. So, I, honestly, that's what it feels like for me is I'm just... I'm very interested in seeing how each, which direction each of these groups is going to go. All right. And with that, Wheelie by Kid Phenomenon from Exile Tribe sold a total of 84,303 copies. And moving on to number six, we got Jetton 
by the Jet Boy Bangers from Exile Tribe. And looking at these, Kid Phenomenon and the Jet Boy Bangers didn't have too much, too big of a sale difference you're talking about. Mm, not 2,000 copies each, but that's still not bad. So, Gray, what did you think of Jetton? Yeah, no, you're you're talking about Kip Phenomenon being a weird name. See, to me, the standout name here is the Jet Boy Bangers. Uh, th- that That's a name. That's a name that's going to turn some heads, boy. <laughs> but... uh, yes, yeah, the name for this stands out more. I think because Kid Phenomenon, I think of one person where you know it's not one person. True. So I think that's where I'm like, Kid Phenomenon, don't you mean Kids Phenomenon? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, th- it should be more plural, but but get, getting on to the Jet Boy Bangers. Uh, Jetton, uh, so to me, they are the closest of these three that I would fall file under traditional LDH style music, if, if, if that makes sense. If you're familiar with like LDH style music, I think this is by far the closest. Now, I... Uh, Jetton to me, it's it's all right. I don't think it's a bad song per se. It's got moments in it where I really like it, and then it has moments in it. I'm like, I don't know about this song. Like the opening, I could I could go without it, honestly. Like just cut like a minute and a half into the song, and it's a lot better for me. Uh, so because I don't know, just the rapping in the beginning it just i don't know it sounds a little aggressive i i don't know what it is uh it's just like it just doesn't work but you know you know it's a little early to pass judgment on jet boy bangers they could be my favorite in two months who knows but uh, of the groups released and i do find it interesting that they sold the most because and like i said i think the reason why they sold the most is because of their style uh it, it to me it just it falls way closer to that traditional ldh style uh that they're that ldh is known for so i I think that's why it's sold the best but it's nice to see you know kip phenomenon and them being pretty tight uh but yeah like i said like this song is a little bit hit and misses there's moments i like it moments i don't so i'm the most mixed on this song overall you know like i said i'm going to keep an eye on it because at the end of the day like I like probably 75% of what the exile tribe puts out. So, you know, yeah, there's that 25% I don't like, but I like them more than I don't. So I'm going to be keeping my eye on them because, you know, we'll wait and see. And I, I we'll have to see the big experiment of, you know, real, three artists debuting in the same month by the same record label. Uh, and, and, you know, there, this is this is not the last Exile Tribe group we're going to be talking about either. There's another one too, so like it, it was the month of exile, uh, and for for better or worse, like August was the month of exile. So you know, we'll, it, it was it's it's kind of nice to see you know them putting their you know you know black you know you know doing what they can, but I don't know it's getting to where it feels also like they're throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's what they're doing, but I'm saying as a consumer, it's starting to feel like that. And that's not, that's something you need to avoid. So, but Luna, what did you think of the jet boy bangas? 
Honestly, so Jetton was probably my least favorite out of the three. I think it goes Kid Phenomenon, then Wolf Hall Harmony, then the Jet Boy Bangers. I I thought it, Jetton was okay. I honestly, I it feels a little bit forgettable, and this is really where everything starts running together, and that was my big issue with it. Is I I feel like with all these groups coming out at once, it does make it difficult to differentiate when all of them do have a similar sound. And it's trying to pick which one, you know, you want to follow. I mean, are you going to, I mean, can you follow them all? Absolutely. I'm really hoping that they're all going to go and develop their own style over time. I know it's just their first single and... It's hard to determine which way they're going to go. But I do feel like this also sets a precedence over what possibly could be their style too. However, like Ken, I I also want to try to give them a couple chances before I really make my decision. I I do feel like Jetton was probably the weakest for me. But I'm glad to see all three groups on here because that is a big deal in itself seeing three exile tribe junior groups on here making their debut all selling really good numbers and i want to give props to them for doing that because that's not easy even if i personally didn't didn't like all those songs didn't jump out at me i still enjoyed my time with them and i'm looking forward to keeping an eye out to see what they'll all do in the future and see which way they're gonna go I will say I do love that art, how, you know, my, your favorite tracks and my favorite tracks lined up perfectly. That That's that's pretty cool. So it's like, it's like you know, I think we're of the same mind when it comes to uh, these two groups. So, we'll you know, we'll have to see how they do overall. Yeah. And that absolutely could change in time. But I think it'll be interesting to just to see what they're going to put out because, as most people know, there's some of the exile. Like, I'm super, I could be hit or miss, love one and not the next. So uh, next time they release something, one of these groups could really wow me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love them now. They're my new favorites. So I am looking forward to keeping an eye out. Right? And with that, Jetton by the Jet Boy Bangers from Exile Tribe sold a total of 86,027 copies. And moving up to number five. We have Cross by Kamenashi Kazuya. And so, Gray, I don't know how familiar you are with Kamenashi Kazuya, but what did you think of Cross? Yeah, I'm not uber familiar with him, but uh, I, I will say I, I liked Cross. You know, this, this was one of the highlight songs for the week for me. I, I did hit the plus sign. Uh, it was nice to kind of shit as, as you know it breaks my heart to say this but it was kind of nice to hear something that wasn't boy group related well uh, and uh <laughs> and uh so you know cross was you know it's, it's a really good track uh you know it's got a good tune to it uh you know it sounds a, a little bit different and I don't know. I liked it. I liked it quite a lot. That and um, that is that is all. This is the B track is also really good. So I, I thought this was a pretty solid release overall. Uh, I know uh, uh, Kamenashi hasn't put out a whole lot. So uh, 
you know, uh, but I I do like his, you know, I do like like what he has right here, and so you know it'd be nice to see him, you know, do his own thing, you know, here and there and stuff. So, uh, I did I, I like this quite a lot. Uh, it was a nice, it was a nice surprise in the middle of of the thing, and and really the last I don't know major highlight for me. Uh, honestly, it's it's kind of downhill after him for for me. I didn't care much for the rest of it, but so th- this was n- kind of a nice. Which stinks because it's number five, but uh, still, you know, it was a nice. You know, after you you know you hear three boy groups that are you know, you know they're all different flavors of pizza. You know, you still love pizza, but you know it's just it's like it's, it's like you know it's it's nice. That, you know, this is like a chicken wing or something. You know what I'm saying? It's a Really bad food analogy, but still, you get my point. It, it was a bit different, and it was kind of nice to, to hear that. What did you think about uh, Kamenashi Kazuya? So I did like I did like Cross by Kamenashi Kazuya. I I really enjoyed the B track. That is that. But I did want to say when you said it's nice to see something not boy group related, I did want to mention that Kamenashi is actually part of Katoon who is a Johnny's group. So he is one of the vocalists from, he is one of the vocalists from cartoon and he's been with the group since 2002. Well, so I mean, that's why we don't see a lot from Kamenashi Kazuya or 2001. I apologize. I was a year off. So he's been with cartoon since 2001, but I mean, so that's why we don't see a lot of solo works and not to mention. So, Kamenashi is also big into acting so he's done a lot of famous like a lot of big movies he's also been in tons of like tv shows like dramas he's been on some NHK stuff but yeah he's pretty um known for a lot of you know he, he has his hands in a lot of pots too but he's really known for cartoon and falls into that Johnny's category however I think Cross is a great track and I enjoy cartoon. I, I, I love their vocals and I think this is a great way for Kamenashi to sign when he does solo music like this and you really do hear it. I think it's a great track and it's definitely up there for one of my favorites of the week. I will say one of, uh, two, uh, I was the opposite of you. Two of the, two of the ones that I really like are going to be coming up. But I think Cross is excellent. Great composition, great vocals, and it's really good to see Kamenashi Kazuya on here again. I, I will say, even though he is tangential, he is, you know he's part of Cartoon. He is the only solo artist we're going to talk about this week, too. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, he's the only <laughs> solo artist on there. I just wanted to mention he also is boy group yes, related. Yeah, yeah no, I, and I will say I was wrong. I did really like the third the third one. So it's it's not all downhill. It's not all downhill. But yeah. All right. Well, with that, it cross sold very well. So cross cross by Kamenashi Kazuya sold a total of one hundred thousand, uh, hundred three thousand two hundred and forty four copies. And with that, we have number four, which is Unforgiven by La Seraphim. And boy, do I wish if Ken was on here because me and Ken have re- Ken has really gotten into La Seraphim, and I also really like them as well. But Gray, you might have a. Li- I know you have a little varying opinion in us. So, what did you think of "Unforgiven" by La Seraphim? I mean, 
I I didn't like it. I, I'll just be honest and, and pretty straightforward. It's all right, I guess. It's not for me. Uh, which, which, you know, I, I hate when, when you know, you, you listen to a song and that's kind of like the only criticism you have for it. It's like, well, I, I just, it's not, I'm not the target audience for this. Uh, it, it's all right. I mean, I, I see what they're going for uh, and, and stuff. And if I was really into this style of music, I think I would like it, but I'm not. And, that, and that's just kind of where I'm coming in from La Seraphim. Like, you know, I don't dislike them per se, but uh, this is definitely that Western style that, that you know, like K-pop is kind of known for. But I, I see why, you know, I see why it's popular. I get the appeal uh, and, and stuff. And so, you know, I, I get it, but I'm just, I, this just wasn't for me. Uh, I, I will say it's not a long track. So, you, you know, I, I it, it is nice to see it clock in at around three minutes because I, I do think like, you know, if this went on for like four or five minutes, it would oversay its welcome, even if you were into it. But uh, it has a pretty good, you know, it, it hits the notes it needs to hits and it kind of goes goes on. So, ah, uh, you know, I, I listened to the whole release, uh, anti fragile and jewelry as well. And you know, I, I, like I said, it's like I, I understand why you and Ken like La Seraphim, and I'm hoping one day I like them too. Uh, but uh, this was this wasn't the release. This was not the one that turned me into a La Seraphim fam, I'll, I'll tell you. So, uh, but I, I know, um, you're, you're more popular. You're more, you have a higher opinion of them than I do. So I'm very interested to hear, uh, what you, what you think about them, Luna. So I really liked Unforgiven. I, I enjoyed it. And, but I also do like Western style music. So I do hear what you're saying, Gray. It does have a Western style, especially with the rap, the composition. I think it plays very well. The other notable thing about this release for Unforgiven, because this is a Japanese version of the Korean track, Unforgiven, and also also the title of their Korean album that came out, Unforgiven. So Japanese version, and it features Niles Rogers, who is a writer, producer, guitarist, but the Japanese version also features Otto. And those of you know, Otto has been, Otto is an amazing vocalist, very versatile, and recently did Uta songs from One Piece, from One Piece Film Red. But I love that Le Seraphim had Otto in there. And I mean, I can hear the voice distinction, but. I, I also love that this shows Otto's versatility and how well she actually fit in with La Seraphim, which I loved. But, I mean, I don't think this is their best song. However, I greatly enjoyed it. I thought Anti-Fragile was okay. I mean, I wasn't super... I, I mean, I've heard both versions of it. I, you know, this was the Japanese version on there. So, I mean, I thought it was decent. You know what you're getting if you've heard the Korean version. The only real difference is the language. I greatly enjoyed Jewelry, though. I thought that was probably for an original track. It really does hit. 
and it was very well done and I like track I love hearing Le Seraphim do tracks more like that than Unforgiven but I also understand once like Unforgiven you got the people who really enjoy the pop and lock stuff the more western style and that's what that's that's what really that is gearing for and I can easily hear why some people are going to be put off by that I myself enjoy it but Gray I understand where you're coming from too yeah and you know like I said, you know, you know, you know, when, you know, every time like we do the Oricon and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you hope you like every song, uh, you know, it, it always stinks to kind of be like, oh, well, you know, I, I didn't like num- number, you know, number four or something like that. I just like, I always don't like coming at that position, but you know, I gotta be honest. And you know, that, that was just like my thing. It's like, you know, I just, like I said, I just don't think it was for me. I, 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 that's why I'm not calling it like a bad song or a poorly made song. I think it's, you know, it's really well done for, you know, what it is just, you know, at the same time, it's just not what I'm, what I'm, what I listen to in music. So it's just like, I just don't think I'm the target audience here and that's fine. You know, that's, that, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to accept that. I'm just not the target audience for the Seraphim, but I do like, they seem to be a growing force in J-pop. So, you know, I'm, you know, hopefully one day, you know, I can join you and Ken and sing their praises. I, you know, I would be nice, but uh, today was just not that day, sadly. Yeah, and they're not only a growing force in Japan, but throughout the world as well. You can buy their Unforgiven album at Target, Walmart, and other places. So, with that, though, Unforgiven sold a total of 140,061 copies. I, I will still recommend importing the Japanese single release for that auto edition. Well, yes, yes. To be specific, now, there might be a chance because I've actually seen Japanese editions of Korean CDs in stores. So there is a chance that some local places in the United States or throughout the world might get the Japanese edition. However, it the Korean album is available in stores. But thank you, Gray, for bringing that up. All right, so with that, Unforgiven by La Seraphim sold a total of 140,061 copies. And moving up on up to the next, it is Okamito Suise by Kanjani8. And Gray, you're also the resident Johnny's person. So what did you think of Okamito Suise? Yes. Uh, so, uh, yes, well, I, I, I am a Johnny's fan. Uh, I, I tend to be in more Johnny's Jr.'s uh, camp. And, you know, the older, older Johnny's is hit and miss. Con Johnny 8 kind of falls into the ladder. And, you know, there's been, uh, there's for a while there, I struggled to like any release that Con Johnny 8 put out. But, you know, I think like a year or two ago, they finally dropped something I really liked. Uh, and uh, I will say, I think... Okami to Suise uh, is a safe addition to the songs that I like by Kanjani 8. I, 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 I like this song. I think it's fun. Uh, there's just this lovely spirit about it. Uh, and um, I do now, you know, we, we judge the songs based on the merit of the song, not tied to the music video. That being said, if you do have the opportunity to check out the music video, I highly recommend it. It, If you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, you might like it. I'm not like, I just, I get Tarantino vibes from this music video uh, and which is kind of jarring because it's a very up, upbeat song in a way, but it's, 
you know, there's like a gang dance in the middle of it that's kind of weird. Uh, I mean, when the guys meet up, there's a, you know, they, they kind of do like the, uh, oh, the, the, what is the, uh, what is the dance that they did in Pulp Fiction? The, uh, it's not the shake, is it? I know what dance what you're referring shake? to. I, yeah, I can't tell I, you the I name can't... because I, I watch that movie like every year. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, when when all the guys meet up, they, they get like in a circle and they start kind of doing like that style of dancing, and it's like I was like, huh, interesting. And, and they're all in like black suits, black tie, white t shirt or white white undershirt. And you're like, huh. like you just get like, oh, uh, what is oh uh, what John Travolta's character? Like like I don't know. You just get you just get those vibes. So. Anyways, I do recommend checking out the music video. That's, that's that's what I wanted to get across. But uh, the song itself, like I said, is is really good. I liked it. I you know because sometimes in Kanjani Eight songs, like they have like a vocalist who's kind of out in left field while everybody else sounds good. Here, everybody sounds good. It's like all the vocals are working together. They sound fantastic. Uh, the melody, the music, it works together really well. Uh, and like I said, it's a fun track. It, you know that's what they're going for and i had fun with this track so you know the controversy aside uh you know if if you're kind of like i don't i recommend checking it out because you could be like me and have a slightly you know, you know sometimes you like them sometimes you don't this is actually i think worth checking out because you might th- i could see this song changing your opinion on a few things but what did you think about Luna? So, as you know, I'm not super into Kanjani 8. They're very hit or miss for me. I thought Okami to Suisse was okay. It, I like that it stood out from a lot of the other tracks this week, despite being a boy group. It definitely had a different flair. I like the composition. I think for me, it's their vocals that turn me off a little bit. And that's, that's the most pressing thing that I, st- helps me struggle with getting in, into their music. But I do like that they had fun with it, that it was refreshing, definitely something a lot different than most of the other ones. Uh, but I'm kind of indifferential on it just just because it's not my type of group. I will say I'm glad to see that we have two Johnny's artists on here, despite the controversy. We have Con Johnny 8, and we have... Kamenashi Kazuya as well so I think that's really great to see and seeing their numbers are still doing good now do I think that Okami to Suise probably could have sold more yes honestly if what was happening right now wasn't happening I honestly think they're, they might have had bigger sales on this However, I also know there are no Snowman, King and Prince, Stones type of group either. But Kanjani 8 still has its fans and it's doing very well. And I'm glad to see that they, they made the charts. And I have a feeling they'll continue to do so as well. Also, I will say, I, I mean, I think they did pretty good overall. The, the two groups that beat them... Our top performers uh, and usually in the top. Well, yeah, but like you think about it, Johnny's also usually sells 
more than 200k depending on the artist and group oh, that's, true. that's where i'm kind of looking at it from because yeah. looking at other groups like king and prince and that you're talking over 500k and i mean i know king and prince stone snowman usually do more well off and you know than some of the older groups like con johnny who's been around for a while but i feel like johnny's groups that have been so established too still usually sell more than 200k at least that that's just where i'm coming from being johnny's so yeah and you, you do make a good argument in, in that regard um uh, so yeah it is hard to tell with the controversy going on it could have been higher it, it, it could have so i, I could it also could, could be the type of song just didn't two. hit you know yeah. it could be that too because it could be one that didn't hit for everyone it also could be if a lot of their sponsors were taken away a lot of promotional items were taken away for it as well so there could be you know many different aspects of not seeing it a little higher but to kanjani you know it did have some good competition which makes it also difficult but with that, Okami to Suisse by Kanjani 8 sold a total of 163,736 copies. And moving on up to number two, which is Summer Riot. Summer Riot Nitaya. And this is double A side. The second track is Everest. So it's Summer Riot, Nataya, and Everest by The Rampage from Exile Tribe. So with this one, I actually want to talk a little bit about it because I know, Gray, you're the resident Exile Tribe person, but I actually loved Summer Riot. And for me, the Rampage is always hit or miss. I either love it or I hate it. And Summer Riot fell into I Love It. Everest, I'm a little more, I'm kind of like, it's okay, but I loved Summer Riot, Nataya. Gray, what did you think? Like, did you feel the same way as I did? Or is it more of one of those misses for you? Yeah, so uh, I, I will say the Rampage usually falls in that 25% I don't like. Uh, like they, They're the one group that, you know, they've had like a couple of re releases that I really, really like. And then, you know, they'll come back with a release and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Rampage. Yeah, I I have a hard time liking the Rampage. And this is no exception to the rule. I, I didn't care for Summer Riot, Nataya or Everest. I, like neither one of those songs I found appealing. Uh, and... I just found them to be just, I, I don't know. I just, uh, it's like, to me, they were just more in like that bump and grind category. And I just, I'm just never been a big fan of that. Uh, and it's just, I mean, it goes hard. I mean, for better or worse, like, you know, and that, that's the rampages style, you know, they, you know, they're a much, you know, that, that is, you know, their bread and butter. So, you know, I think this is very much in the vein of what they typically do. But, like I said, it's just not for me. So, I, and like, I didn't, like, I didn't, I think Everest, I like less than I do Summer Riot, Natalia, and I didn't like Summer Riot, Natalia. 
and I didn't like I didn't like VIP much either, honestly. Like this whole release was just a giant miss for me. Uh, but like I said, uh, Rampage is a rare hit and stuff. They have their fans, they're popular, and I'm glad that their fans appreciate their music. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that they did. They had a good month and stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this isn't. As much as I like boy groups, as much as I like Exile Tribe, this is, is not for me. Uh, and I, I can accept that. So, But uh, Luna, since you liked it more, uh, what did you like about it? So I really liked that they were having fun with it. It had an upbeat composition. It also was very Western. I think both Summer Riot, Natalia, and Everest were more of a Western style. And... I actually really like that aspect of it. I, I'm i trying to think, like, how to explain, you know, everything I enjoyed about it. I also thought their vocals were really good in Summer Riot as well. I feel like Everest is definitely more Western and concentrating on that rap aspect, which I thought they nailed it. While Summer Riot had a good mix of vocal and rap, and it flowed very well. I enjoyed the composition. It was fun. I, I honestly feel like this is probably one of the best songs I've heard from them in a long time because I don't remember the last song of theirs that I hit the plus sign on. It's been, honestly, I'm trying to remember the last one I did because it's been a while. And I know, Gray, for you, you like about 25% of their music. I think I fall in the, I don't remember when I last listened to them. <laughs> not to be me, not that I don't like them. It's just not a group I listen to very often. And yeah, the last album I might have listened to is The Riot. Yeah, Throw Your Fist was a, one of the last ones I listened to and are like favorited in that, in that way. I've listened to other stuff since then. But I. So, so, so to put things in perspective. The last song I liked was Change My Life, which was last year. This is the first song they released in 2022. Yeah, and I mean, oh, I did listen to the Round and Round album. I do remember when that dropped. But I I really enjoyed Summer Riot, and I think it, it's going to get added to my summer playlist. I always get excited when there's a new summer track, so I think that's part of it. But I... I think this was the, this is definitely the best song on the EP they released. So it's not only a double A side, but there's a third track for VIP, which I didn't care for as much. And then you get remixes of 16 Boosters. You also get some instrumentals on here as well. So it's a pretty stacked list, but I think this is a perfect fit to summer, perfect fit for me to have fun and dance with. So... I enjoyed it a lot. It was a big step up from 16 Boosters because I did not like 16 Boosters. And I still do not like the uh, the remake. I don't like the remixes either. It didn't change my opinion. I do remember liking No Gravity, the English version. I actually thought that was very well done. And that was under 16 Boosters EP. So I take that back. That's the last one I listened to that I actually thought was very good. But I love Summer Riot way more. I honestly hit the plus sign pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun summer track. You want a fun summer track, catchy beats, good vocals, some rap thrown in. You want that Western style. It hits on all those points. All right. 
And with that, Summer Riot, Nataya, and Everest by the Rampage from Exile Tribe sold a total of 256,302 points. And moving on up to number one, it is Ohitori Sama Tengoku by Nogizaka46. And Gray, as you being the resident idol person, what did you think of Otori Sama Tengoku? Honestly, this song is way out of character for Nogizaka 46, and I didn't like it. All right. It is very much so. One of the things that I've always kind of liked about Nogizaka 46 is they don't really do like this overly. I mean, I mean, they they have high energy songs, and Ken may disagree with me on this, and that's fine if he does. But for me personally, like they've never, they rarely do like these overly hyperactive songs uh, that are really grating and they really dipped their toe into it with this one. It, it, uh, Ohitori Sama Tengoku is just, to me, this does not sound like Nogizaka 46 at all. Uh, this sounds like something other idol groups would put out. I really don't want to slap a name on it, but you know, like there, there's this like, this really feels like, stuff like the average idol group would do and, and not saying that you know nogizaka 46 has been an average idol group for, for years i'm not saying that they're not but it just I, to me like you know there is always something a little just just ever so slightly different about their music it just a little this they sound just a smidge different but you know i don't know this one to me was just a giant miss i didn't like it at all uh, as, as usual, you know, if you go down the list on, you know, the special edition is seven tracks, uh, and there's some good tracks in, in here, uh, Funde Shimata is, is pretty good, and that's number two, uh, and the number three track, uh, Ka no Kata is also pretty good, but, uh, the lead track, it just... It's just a little off-putting. It doesn't work. Uh, and like I said, to me, this does not sound like Nogizaka 46, unfortunately. And, I, you know, Nogizaka 46 is... Sometimes they'll, they'll release a song that I like, but really, they've, they've been... To me, it's, they've been floundering since my Shiraishi left. And that, that's been like two, two, three years ago now. Like, it's been a minute since she left, but... You know, you know, every once in like they'll have a song that I like, and then you know they'll go back to being like, well, I don't, I just don't know about this release. Uh, sadly, uh, Ohitori Sama Tengoku is just falls in that like I, I don't care much for it. You know, hopefully Nogizaka Forty Six can get back on track and start really, you know, consistently putting out releases, but. You know, right now they're all over the place, and the consistency is just not their strong suit. Uh, you know, like I said, you know, they'll as I, I'll, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you're talking about the 46s, Hinatazaka 46, love them or hate them, is the most consistent group out of the three of them. Uh, and to me, Nogizaka 46 is just and they just like I don't, they just lost their groove. It feels like so. 
we'll wait and see how things shake out. But I, I think this is a giant miss. I'm glad they hit number one. And, you know, I'm glad, you know, there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me. Like, that's perfectly fine. Like, if you like this song, don't let me take that from you. But for me, I, I wasn't feeling it. What about you, Luna? So, I actually have the same sentiments as you. When I first heard Otori Sama Tengoku, the composition sounded like Mario. The first thing I thought was, do 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 Something about it, I literally thought I was playing Mario Kart or Super Mario Brothers or something Mario related, and I just couldn't get that out of my head. And that kind of took me off on my whole tangent. I also felt it was very generic vocal-wise. It just felt something I'm going to forget about. The only reason the composition really stuck with me was because it just had that video game music going, and I was like, what does this sound like? And then I... Mario. So I did think the B-side tracks were better. I like that they had some ballads and more slow tempo ones on there. And I feel like they always throw one or two on there. But they had three that were definitely on that slower tempo side. And I did appreciate they did that. Such as Dadakunakata, or two examples and I appreciate they did that I I I like that Fundishimata was a little bit more upbeat and you could definitely hear a tonal shift going from Ohitori Sama Tengoku to Fundishimata but I think my issue is it's still very forgettable in a sense and I just really couldn't get into it. Like you said, Gray, about the the tonal, it didn't sound like them. And it really does throw you off. I'm glad they did something different and broke out because I don't want to hear something that sounds the same time from the same artist. I love seeing different sides of them. That way they're not no one trick pony. But at the same time, even though it might not be Nogizaka 46's usual style, you just, I still hear that genericness in it. And I think that's my biggest issue with the 48 and 46s. And I want to hear something unique. And this didn't showcase that. It still feels like you're run of the mill with some fun Mario-esque music in it. However, I can see people greatly enjoyed it. And maybe it was that composition that got them to love it. Because it is a very ear-catching composition even though I'm saying it sounds like Mario, but if you like that type of music, absolutely go for it. But Ohitori Sama Tengoku sold a total of 566,060 copies. That is amazing. It smoked everyone else. And honestly, it was a very solid week in general. If you look at all the numbers and Everyone had decent numbers, and that is great to see. But before we end this, I am actually going to jump over to the album side to see what other competition there was. And there was a lot of composition, to be honest. I mean, we still got Niju at Coconut on here. We got Miss Green Apple with Antenna. We got Misamo still hanging out there at Masterpiece. Stray Kids wound up there as well. We got NCT Dream. We got Treasure. 
And these ones are still climbing heavily. I honestly think a big part of these is K-pop's been very popular. We also have news on here with News Expo at number three. So that is great to see. We also have King and Prince with Peace. And it is great to see their new album did fairly well. However, it only sold 352 thousand and nine hundred and thirty five copies i honestly would have expected this to sell way more given it's king and prince but i also feel like one there were so many singles out and two with the controversy going on it might have taken a little bit of a hit for them and number one just killed ever killed a lot of people in albums 17 japan best albums sold over five hundred thousand copies So good for 17, and I am not surprised because we constantly see them on here with their mini albums, their Korean mini albums. But, I mean, great set list, seeing seeing albums and singles have sold very well for the month of August. That is amazing. All right, and with that, we want to say thank you to all our affiliates. And for starters, we want to give a big thank you to Kyoto Hunter, who is a retro Twitch streamer who streams all the cool horror and eccentric games. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow Timber Taft, who streams all different types of things. You can catch him at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also catch my sister, Rosalie, where she's been streaming Monster Hunter, Genshin Impact, some Final Fantasy in there as well. And she just recently bought a new game, and she should be streaming that shortly, and that'll be a little bit of a surprise. And that it, and you can follow her at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not ne- least, you can catch Fangirl Has No Name, where she's not just a streamer, but a writer as well. You can catch her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And don't forget to follow our usual usual host, Ken, on X at O-T-Y-Ken1, O-T-Y-K-E-N-1. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various recent video game events and what is new in the industry. You can find that streaming on all on all podcast streaming services by looking up Kyoto Hunter. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on X where I post about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. All right. And you can follow me on all the social medias, such as the X, the anime, li- my anime list, Kitsu, Letterboxd, serialized as Luna Maria 87, L U N A M A R I A 87. You can also follow me as Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram, where I mainly talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, and all that good stuff. You may also see some upcoming posts in regards to a lot of horror movies lately and some recommendations as it is getting into my favorite season, Halloween. So stay tuned. 
All right. And we just want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and find some new tunes to jam out to. We will catch you next time. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.